Hallelujah. Well, good morning, Mechanicsville. How you doing this morning? This is Don Curtis. And guess what? I tell you, I'm excited about today. I'm just so, uh, I tell you, I'm just so thrilled today. The Lord has been so good. He is so good to you and to me. And I tell you, I'm just giving God thanks for this wonderful day, this marvelous day. What about you? Yeah, this is the day that the Lord has made for you and for me, that we might enjoy all things today. And on top of that list is to enjoy his presence not only all around us, but on the inside of us as well. And I tell you, I'm just excited about today. I just give God thanks and praise. Yes, I do. Because I'm excited to find out just how much more he loves me today. Yes, good morning to you. San Jose, California, good morning to you. Now, this is in uh, Wagon Barrow, England, WBRFM radio station family members. Good morning to you. Those that listen to us throughout the great place of the United Kingdom, London, good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those in the States, the U.S., good morning to you as well. Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, good morning to you. Yes, Fort Wayne, Indiana, good morning to you. Indianapolis, Indiana, good morning to you as well. Yeah, Waldorf, Maryland, that's where Christ Church get together every Sunday. And yeah, we'll be getting together tonight, Friday night as well. Good morning to you, good morning to you. Yeah, we have some new listeners in Decatur, Georgia, good morning to you. In College Park, Maryland, good morning to you as well. Truly amazing. Yes, throughout the great state of Virginia. Good morning to you. That's who he is. You declare it. Amazing. Amazing. Come on, let's talk about his yes, love. Yes, Texas, good morning to you as well. Redmond, Washington, good morning to you. Yes. Langley Beach, Florida, good morning to you. Jacksonville, Florida. Orlando, Florida, good morning to you. Yes, the state of Ohio, good morning to you. Wisconsin. Yes, Massachusetts, good morning to you. North and South Carolina. Yes, Colorado, good morning to you as well. Michigan, good morning to you. Yeah, we're grateful and thankful for those that listen to us throughout Spain, good morning to you. And those in South Africa, good morning to you as well. Canada, top of the morning to you. Yes, Ireland, good morning to you. Republic Korea, good morning to you as well. France, good morning to you. Yes, he's amazing. Mexico, good morning to you. Romania, good morning to you. Yes, Ghana, good morning to you. Cyprus, good morning to you as well. Yes, Colombia, South America, good morning to you. Belgium, good morning to you. Thailand, good morning. Sweden, good morning to you. Yes, India, good morning to you. Nigeria, good morning to you. says truth leads you and me to freedom in fact he that the son of man sets free is free indeed he's a mighty god he's a great kingdom of all kings is anybody's testimony that god's grace is sufficient for every situation yes every situation every situation And I see your face. Oh, 
amazing it's amazing yes yeah we have kind of camped out on that word amazing as a descriptive part of how <laughs> of what god is he's amazing and not only that but christ himself he's amazing and then this gospel i mean this great news it is just amazing he comes to set you and i free in fact he has come to give you and i life and to have it more abundantly yes a life that is satisfying to the utmost mm-hmm And it's unfortunate there's so many persons that really are not experiencing this abundant life. Right in the midst of whatever it is that you might be going through, whatever I might be going through, there is the opportunity, there is a potential given to each and every single one of us that we might experience this abundant life right in the midst of it. That is not based on what's happening around us at all, but really it's based on what's going on on the inside of us, that there is something happening on the inside of you and me that just causes us to just be at absolute total peace. Mm-hmm. Yes, and being able to enjoy every single day, every single moment, to enjoy everything. Yes, yes, yes. It's an amazing life. It's an abundant life. <laughs> it's a life that is available to any, every single one of us, anybody, 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 anybody. And I tell you, it's a revolutionary kind of life as well. Mm -hmm. Old things pass away as a result of this life and everything becomes sparkling brand new because of just the nature of what this life is really all about. And this life is Christ himself, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can't live this life in and of yourself. You just can't learn some concepts and believe that you can begin practicing concepts and principles and as a result of that produce this kind of life. Now, you can maybe make some adjustments in your life and you can probably feel good about certain areas of your life, but you're still not living this abundant life that Jesus came to give. He says, look, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. 
and all kinds of other super, uh, uh, subordinate kinds of lives that people can have that they can work on and try to patch up and to uh, and try to improve certain things about their life and that sort of thing. And a lot of people feel content about that and they're just satisfied with that. But they never get to a place of really entering into the peace of God, entering into the rest of God, entering into the joy of God, entering into even the life of God. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that all this is available, that, but there's so many persons who resist it, and so many people haven't even heard about it, don't even know that it even exists. And then there are many others who know it exists, but just can't seem to get into it, just can't seem to be able to embrace it. But Jesus said, look, the life that I've come to give you, guess what? You'll never thirst again. You'll never hunger again. In fact, he tells Nicodemus that you can't even enter into this life except you be born again, a whole new paradigm, a whole new shift. In fact, it's more than a shift, a whole new creature, a whole new creation, a whole new you. And we're seeing this with Saul of Tarshish. I mean, this man's life was just totally interrupted. It was turned upside down, inside out by the truth that he came in contact with that he never realized was true before. And the amazing thing is that after he got this conversion, after his life was just radically changed, and he began to preach that Jesus Christ was, in fact, the Son of God, guess what happened? He found all kinds of resistance. They were out to kill him just like they were out to kill Christ. And you would ask, well, why would people do that? I mean, why why would there be such resistance against something that is so beneficial? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why, why is that? And I believe one of the reasons is because it just comes against everything that you and I thought was true. Mm-hmm. We don't like to admit that we are wrong. <laughs> our thinking was off, that our thoughts were just wrong, that our way of living was wrong. We don't want to come face to face with that. We'll make some adjustments here and there, but to tell me that everything that I believe was just totally wrong, that I didn't understand, and so there is resistance against that. And here is Saul of Tarshish, who at one time had that very thought as well. He was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of Christ. He was out to get them. In fact, he was rounding up both men and women. But when he met Christ, his whole paradigm shift. In fact, again, it's more than a shift. He began to find out who Christ really was. He found out that everything that he thought about Jesus Christ was just absolutely wrong. And what he thought about these people was just absolutely wrong. He had no idea. But then when he began to see it, he couldn't help himself. He had to now preach truth. Mm -hmm. And so he finds himself back in Jerusalem. And he now was in the synagogue. And now he he is debating. He is proving that this is very Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the one that we have been looking for. He's the one that had been prophesied about. And I'm sure part of his testimony was that I thought he was a liar. I thought he was a cheat. I thought he was a false prophet, a false teacher. And I thought all these people that were following him were fools. But now he says, I've come to learn that no, I was a fool, not them. It was me. (laughs) Huh. And he found out about the grace of God and the mercies of God. 
because rather than exterminating him, rather than doing away with him, rather than moving him off the picture altogether, God said, no, he's a chosen vessel of mine. I can take somebody who's a murderer, somebody who is uh, an enemy of the church. (laughs) Jesus, I can take my chiefest enemy and I can make him a chosen vessel. Yes, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened to Saul of Tarshish. He didn't know it, but Jesus began to to make it known that, look, he, he's my chosen vessel. And when people heard him, they, they had some doubt about this. They, they didn't believe that he actually had been converted. They thought it was a trick because he had this reputation where he was out to just gather up everybody, men and women, and take them back for persecution. And so it was difficult for them to believe this. Yeah, they didn't believe that he was really a follower of Christ, that he really was a disciple. They didn't realize that more than that, he was an apostle. He was a chosen one. But Barnabas, who was one of the apostles, he took him and brought him to the other apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly in Damascus the name of Christ, the name of Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And he was with them, Acts chapter 9, verse 28 tells, he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. He was hanging out with the other disciples now, hanging out with the other apostles now. Mm -hmm. And he continued on preaching and teaching about Christ. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed now against the Grecians. But they went about to slay him. He was presenting life to them, everlasting life, the source of all joy, the source of all peace. Yes, the source of real life, Christ himself, (laughs) the very thing that they desired, the very thing that they needed. And guess what? They went out about to slay him. Mm -hmm. Not only just refused to hear him, but to stop him, to kill him. Yes. Mm -hmm. When they found out about that and knew about that, they brought him to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarshish. Mm-hmm. And had then had all the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. They saw that the very enemy of the body of Christ, the very enemy of the church, <laughs> God had done a miraculous thing with him. And guess what? These things are written for our learning, for your learning and my learning. That God is able, that's what makes God God. That he can take situations and circumstances that seem to be annoying to you, that seem to be life draining from you, and he can make them positive sources of life for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And God is in the business of bringing life out of death, light out of darkness. Yes, he is. He's able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. God is able to do miraculous things, wonderful things. And I tell you, what is so mind-blowing to me and to you is that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far beyond all that you and I can ask or think according to his dunamis, dynamite, miraculous power that's on work on the inside of you and on the inside of me. There is this potential that's in you, potential that's in me. God's potential in each and every single one of us because of Christ in us. Mm-hmm. 
because of who Christ is and because where Christ is, he's able to do some extraordinary, miraculous things in and through you. And here is the Apostle Paul himself now beginning to see just how marvelous this life is, that now his whole life had been changed because of Jesus Christ himself because of coming face-to-face -face with the truth of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I wonder how many persons have really come face-to-face -face with who Christ is, that he is, in fact, the very anointed one. He is the Christ. He is the Son of the Most High God and all that, but he is the Savior of the world. He is the one who has taken away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it's amazing how the Word of God is, that it, it is quick and powerful, sharpening it to edges sword. It's able to get to where you are. It's able to get to where I am. And it's able to provide for us <laughs> in ways that nothing else can. This, this, this chapter now takes a switch now. We kind of leave Paul now, Paul running for his life, so to speak. The church now having peace and rest all over the place. Yeah. And because of the conversion of Saul of Tarshish. And now it makes a switch back over to Peter. Yeah, these two main apostles, Peter, the apostle to the Jews, and Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. And God making sure that everybody hears this tremendous message, this good news. And even today, even in 2018, the Lord desires that everybody might hear this tremendous, wonderful, amazing Good news about what God has accomplished for each and every single one of us and about his tremendous love for each and every single one of us. And I tell you, one of the most fascinating things uh, that eludes so many of us is the fact that it is Christ in us. You cannot live this life. I cannot live this life. Nobody can live this kind of life. This divine life, this agape life that God so desires to give to you and to me and this life really consists of himself. He that has the son has life. Mm -hmm. And it's more than possessing him as a friend. It's more than possessing him as a savior. It's more than possessing him as Lord. It goes far deeper than that. It's possessing him as life. He becomes your life. He becomes your all in all. He becomes your everything for every situation, every circumstance. It's no longer you, but it's Christ in you. Mm -hmm. Paul, later on, he really begins to grow in this and understands this. And he begins to say, look, I'm going to tell you how this life really works, how I live this life, how this whole new paradigm, how this whole new life works in me. He says, look, I have been crucified. In fact, he makes it present tense. I am crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live. This is what Paul is saying now. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't want to hear this. They fought against this. They didn't believe that Paul was speaking truth. They were out to kill him. And you know something, if God is for you, it doesn't make any difference what anybody else may want to do to you. They just cannot do it. They wanted to kill Paul. <laughs> this wasn't the first attempt. They wanted to get rid of him. But guess what? It could not happen. 
until it was his time. It could not happen regardless of all their musing, all of their planning, all of their trying to bring this to pass. It could not happen. And I tell you, what a marvelous thing for you and I to see and to know that can't nobody do anything to you except the Lord allow it. And when you and I see and know and understand that we are chosen vessels, that he chose us even before the foundation of the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Name somebody who is able to undo what God is doing. Name somebody who is more powerful than God is able. Name someone that can derail God's plan for you. Anybody come to mind? No, because if God is for you, he asks a question, who can be against you? Who can alter God's plan for you? Here is Saul of Tarshish. There's so much for us to learn about this. This man was not even thinking about being converted. This man had nobody to witness to him, so to speak, because they, they were afraid of him. Nobody wanted to come close to him because he would lock them up. But Jesus Christ, all by himself, without any help from anybody, no pastor, no evangelist, no church, no Bible, nothing, just him. And he shows up and he has this interaction with Saul of Tarshish and just revolutionary. I mean, he just disarmed this guy. <laughs> he just changes him. And this is what's so amazing about Jesus Christ about who he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need your help, my help, or anybody's help at all. He's able to do that. He said, look, he's, he's my chosen vessel. He had already singled him out. He already knew that he was going to be his chosen vessel. He chose him. He told the rest of the apostles, you didn't choose me. You didn't sit down and figure things out, and then you made a choice. And then you made a decision that you wanted to come and join me. You wanted to be a part of what I'm all about. He said, no, that's not the way it happened. You didn't choose me, but I have chosen you. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's true about every single one of us. If you're in Christ, you're in Christ because he chose you. Before the foundation of the world, before you had any input whatsoever, in fact, he never asked you what you thought and what, what you wanted to do. He didn't ask for your opinion about anything. And when your time came, just like Saul's of Tarshish, when his time came, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> there was nothing he could do. He couldn't resist. <laughs> yes, that's why he told, Jesus told him, you cannot kick against a prick. You, you can't resist me forever. I'm going to have my way. Because I am the Lord of Lords. I am the King of Kings. I do rule and reign in the affairs of everybody, whether they believe it or not, has no bearings on it at all. None whatsoever. That's what's so amazing about Christ. <laughs> That's what's so joyful about it. Because it doesn't make any difference what your situation is today. It doesn't make any difference what you might be facing today. Don't you know who you're dealing with? That he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can think or act. And he does this not from some external power from you, but in accordance to his miraculous dunamis power that's resident on the inside of you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's able to do this. Yes, he's able to do this. Jesus Christ, he is able to turn your biggest enemy into your biggest friend. <laughs> yes, the, the persons that you run from. Yeah, the ones that you don't want to have nothing to deal with because you just know what they like. You got, you know their reputation. And Jesus said, wait a minute, let, let me show you what I can do. He takes Saul of Tarshish and makes him, he is the enemy of the church. He's the one who's breathing out all these threatenings and slaughters against the church, against Christ himself. And he turns him into an apostle. Instantaneously. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm, that's the Christ we're talking about. That's the Jesus that we have been looking at for these past several months and at Christ Church for these past several years. Because it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ in me, the hope of glory. He has become our life, our all in all. Mm-hmm, yes. And after that, we are told then the churches, all the churches had rest now because their very enemy was now an apostle. And they were resistant. I mean, even the church themselves, they were resistant against Paul at first because they didn't believe that he was really a disciple because he had this tremendous reputation. He had this history. He had this past that they all were acquainted about. They all knew. And so it was difficult for them to believe that God was able to do this. And that's what happens to us at times. We really don't believe that God is able, and not only is he able, but he has in fact done, he has achieved all of this. Yes, I mean, we're told that we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but there's so many people just don't believe it. They don't believe it. God causes us always to triumph in Christ. Many people just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And here is, here is Paul. A brand new person now in Christ, an apostle, a chosen vessel of Christ. And even the church has some difficulty believing. So Barnabas comes alongside and says, hey, no, wait a minute now. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, he is for real. He is true. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. This is the Christ that you and I are dealing with. This is the Christ that's in us, that's in you, that's in me. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far beyond all that you can ask or think according to that power that's working on the inside of you and on the inside of me. That's why I'm so grateful this morning. That's why I'm excited for the day. Yeah, yeah because I know who holds the day. In regards to what the day might bring, guess what? There's nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ, the love of God that's in Christ. And the same is true about you as well. And so I'm just going to enjoy every single moment of this day. I just give God thanks and praise. We're going to be getting together with some other saints this afternoon, tonight at Christ Church on Friday night. I'm just looking forward to seeing them. Yes, just looking forward to being in their company. I can see plainly now. I can see clearly now. Hope and serenity. Yes, good morning to you. Good morning to you.